The sign of a good lunch is when people want to hear more from the speaker. I can already tell you, you are going to want to hear more from Mr. Jamal Cole. I don't believe in reading bios unless MB and Dot and, and Amanda and then make me read them. And they didn't put one on here, which I'm really glad about because again, I will say in fourth and fifth grade, we all learned it. Did you all have to write your own bios in fourth and fifth grade? So I said that the other day and people were like, no, we didn't have to. And we had to write like a whole thing on ourselves and forth. I don't know. Different school districts, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, we had to write our own bios. I don't like to read them because I figure you can go to the webpage or you can look them up yourselves, right? So rather than take any more time, I'm going to ask MB to introduce to some and present to others, Mr. Jamal Cole. Jamal, I should have worn my hoodie, huh? I should have worn my hoodie. Come on up. All right, you got, well, you're supposed to have water in here. Okay. If there is, there's water in there. Okay, I'll come back with a question. Okay, cool. Okay. Hey. Thank you guys for coming to see me speak today. Um, I hear the president speaking down the street at the same time as me. Uh, <laughs> he took a helicopter his speech. I took the red line here, so it's a difference, right? <laughs> Shout out to Mother Wade. I love you. Really love you. Chat them all day. Um, I want to say RIP to my father-in-law, Pee Wee, uh, who passed away last week. Um, I'm going to be hopping on a plane after this, go out to see the family. Um, and then to... Um, my daughters and my new son, Justice. He's two months old and he's a handful. So, <laughs> um, so as a young activist that wanted to make a difference in the world, right? I used to stand downtown in front of Foot Locker and sell my self-published motivational books, right? So I used to say, hey, y'all want to check out a book I wrote? You want to check out a motivational book I wrote? Check out my book, right? Um, Downtown always represented opportunity for me because there's so many people downtown, right? Because I'm going to make it. I'm a hustler. Um, now, of course, you guys know that uh, you can't actually sell anything downtown. I learned that from the cops on the corner, right? But, um, but I learned that if you buy the cops coffee, they'll let you ask for donations on the corner, right? And so that's what I did. I stood in front of Foot Locker on Adams and State, and I asked for donations for my self-published motivational book. Hey, y'all want to check out a book I wrote? Check this book out I wrote about Chatham, right? Um, on a good day, I would say two out of every hundred people that pass by will stop and buy a book or give me a donation. I was selling a book, right? On a great day, I feel like three out of every hundred people that pass by will stop and buy a book. Like, no matter how good or great the day was, 97 people will still say, oh, no, I'm good, man. Hey, I'll catch you when I come back. No, right? I'm good, man. My favorite you know, reason for not buying a book of all time was when I said, hey, man, you want to check out a book I wrote? You're like, no, nah, man, I don't even read. I'd be like, you don't even read? You can save five years of time by reading a book, man. You don't read? No, I don't even read, man. All right. Um, they say Chicago is the most segregated city in the world, right? That's what they say about Chicago. Um, that's true, but it's not true downtown between the hours of 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. right in front of Foot Locker on State. It's not true, right? Everybody's getting right off of work. So um, they're converging onto State Street. 
for the CTA trains, right? I call State Street the confluence or where rivers meet, right? So, you know, I was right there in front of Foot Locker because you can't buy a $200 pair of shoes and not buy a $10 motivational book, right? That's what I thought. I'm going to guilt you into it. You buying them Jordans? You got to buy this motivational book I wrote, right? But just as important as it was I was in front of Foot Locker, it was just as important that I was 15 yards away from the opening of the red line. So regardless, if you was going north or south, you had to see me. Yeah, you want to check out a book I wrote? You had to see me right there in front of Foot Locker, right? Man, I talked to people of all different colors, genders, religions, opinions, ethnicities, occupations, all that, man. I learned how to say what's up in every language. What's up, man? In Spanish, I'll be like, hola, right? In Turkish, I'll be like, merhaba, right? In, in Mandarin, I'll be like, ni hao or zaijian. Listen, y'all, like, when you broke like I was, straight broke, you will learn how to speak a different language. That's a motivator for you, for real. And I was, I was really broke in that corner selling them books. Like, I didn't, like... I could afford to get on the red line on 79th Street and come downtown to sell books, but I had to make a sale to get back on the train and come back home, right? Even if I didn't have any money, I'd stand in that corner and sell those books because, you know, if you have money and people told you, no, 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 you're about to leave. But if you ain't have no money, you had to grind, right? And so, as you can imagine, like, um, getting told no all the time, I had to learn to build up my mental endurance. And I did that by jogging three miles a day to build my confidence up. So, you know, I had to learn how to stand guard at the door of my thoughts and not let those no's impact my next sale, right? So that's kind of what I did. And, um, man, I, uh, I learned a lot about sales in front of Foot Locker. I learned um, never to have my flyers in my hand when I was selling books because to avoid an awkward presentation, people would just grab the flyer and keep moving, right? So I kept three books in my hand at all times. You want to check out a book I wrote? So if they grabbed it, they see the ISBN, the interior design, they see how good it was, and they'd be more likely to make a purchase, right? Um, I sold way more books on rainy days than I did for sunny days because there was no competition, right? All the bucket boys is inside, right? It was just me on the corner, right? So um, I learned there's a different energy on State Street than Michigan Avenue. Like Michigan Avenue, that's the touristy energy. People moving real fast. You want to check out this, check out this, right? They, um, they headed to the bean. They want to sightsee, right? They got a lot of energy, but on State Street, that's where you find the working class Chicagoans, people that want to get involved, people that care about making this a safe and equitable city. So that's where I sold my books, right? Man, I would sit there and I would talk to politicians, media personalities. I would talk to nonprofit leaders, faith-based leaders. Everybody saw me in that corner. And even if they didn't buy a book, man, even if they didn't buy one, after a year of seeing me in that corner, it was like, man, you, you got the most perseverance I've ever seen. I'm going to get this book from you, man. I'd be like, yo, um, I saw a politician one time. I was like, man, you want to check out a book I wrote? He's like, man, I don't even read. I was like, oh, man, I was like, man bro. I was like, you don't read? Come on, man. But I'm just messing around. I'm just messing around. But, but, um, but some, like one day somebody from Cook County Jail read the book. And that's kind of when my life changed. Is that, um, they bought the book and they came back a few weeks later and said, Jamal, the book's amazing. You know, will you come to Cook County Jail and will you speak to the 18-year-olds? I was like, y'all going to buy some more books? She's, she's, like, she's like, yeah, we'll buy some more books. I was like, cool. And um, I got to the jail, and they said, oh, no, we didn't say 18-year-olds, Jamal. We said AT. It's an acronym for automatic transfer, right? These young men and women, they're going to prison for 15-plus years. But before they go to prison, will you motivate them and tell them your story? I was like, dang, what they do? I was like, man, for real? 15 years? Okay. And, um, and I got to the jail, and um, it's the first time I've ever seen shackles like slavery shackles, like people really being single file line and walking in shackles, shackled by their ankles, shackled by their wrists. And um, teenagers in shackles did something to me. And um, they put me in a small room with about 30 residents. You don't call them inmates, say residents, right? 
And um, they were like, hey, man, what, what do you do for a living? And I said, well, I'm an author. I sell my self-published motivational books downtown Chicago. And they was like, uh, what's it like downtown? And I was like, you mean downtown, downtown? He's like, yeah. I was like, you mean to tell me you've never been downtown? Like, how many people in here have ever been downtown is what I asked. Nobody said nothing. I was like, you mean to tell me y'all going to prison for 15 years? You ain't never been downtown? That's when I realized they ain't never waited for a taxi. They see Lake Michigan and they say, what ocean is that, right? They never been on an elevator. Their whole worldview was shaped by a few blocks, and it's not their fault. Their whole worldview was shaped by the infrastructure of North Lawndale, of Inglewood, of South Shore, of Chatham. That's not fair, right? Can't be what you can't see. So I said, man, you know what? Come to the window with me. And in the jail, they had one window where you can look out of it and you can see the Sears Tower. So I was like, man, yo, this. and I still call it the Sears Tower. I know it's the Willis Tower, but I was like, man, there's, there's a Sears Tower with the two big antennas. Behind that, that's the Hancock building. It's got the two antennas as well. Here's the Cranes Communication building. Here's kind of where I sell books over there. And the teenagers are like, oh, that's my Tesla right there. That's my SRT zooming by. It was like, this kind of car I'm going to get when I get out, right? So I knew immediately when I was in the jail, I was like, you know what, Jamal? You should start a program where you go back to these teenagers' neighborhoods and you take them downtown, right? And so it was as simple as that. I was like, okay, if it's 15 currency exchanges in your neighborhood and there's no banks, if you ask a kid, what's the job of the bank? They're like, I don't know. I've never been to the bank. Right. If kids want to be chefs, everybody making ramen noodles and they want to be chefs. Right. And so I'm going to take you to the Michael Jordan restaurant so you can see a business of running the kitchen. Right. If kids want to be in IT, I would take them to trading firms so they can learn about Microsoft engineering. Right. It's all about showing kids better so they can do better. And, um, you know, I believe traveling is transformative. So right now, right, um, we work with about 150 students a month. And we take them on educational field trips and we expose them to different cultures, different professions, different cuisines. Right. We call the program My Block, My Hood, My City. Um, just because when I was in a jail, if you ask kids where they're from, they say my block is 21st Street or my hood is the low end. I'd be like, why don't you ever say my city? They'd be like, man, this ain't my city. Ain't no black people downtown. I'm like, man, I'm selling books downtown. I see black people all the time. Ain't no black people in Wicker Park. I was like, man, I want to expand your worldview. Right. So we call the program My Block, My Hood, My City. And again, we work with 150 students a month, and we want to do more. Um, on July 8th, we have a citywide initiative called Downtown Day, where we're taking 1,000 youth. We're inviting 1,000 youth to come downtown, and we're giving them $50 to do whatever they want, right? So you heard me right again, 1,000 youth, $50, right? And um, what'd you say? <laughs> we got you, man. We got you. We got you. <laughs> So um, let me ask y'all a question. How many of y'all been downtown without any money in your pocket? Okay, okay. What do you think it's like for a teenager to come downtown Chicago? Greatest city in the world. Best architecture, best food, best music in the world. What do you think it's like for a teenager to come downtown with no money in their pocket? What's the experience like for them to be downtown where everything costs money and they can't do any of it? Going to the top of the Sears Tower on an elevator to get to the sky deck, that costs $44. A Navy Pier to be on a Ferris wheel, the Centennial Wheel, that costs $18. Getting a slice of Giordano's pizza is $600. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just messing around. I'm not. I, I'm, I couldn't afford Giordano's pizza, so I'm just saying. Like, but, now look, we have a whole city full of teenagers who've never been downtown, and if they have, they can't afford to do anything when they're here, Right? Suddenly, they're being invited downtown because of downtown day and given $50 to do whatever they like to do. How do you think that's going to change their impression of downtown? 
they're not going to feel like they're prevented from doing anything anymore, right? No longer are they going to be excluded, right? Now they have a pass to do everything they wanted to do before, but they just had no money to do it. So they can go to the Shedd Aquarium where it costs nineteen ninety five to get in, right? They can go to the Field Museum. I know the Field Museum is free, but those ticketed attractions, that's like $60 to get in. Like, I want to see the Tyrannosaurus Rex, man. I can't afford to. I want to see the ancient museums uh, in Egypt, right? But you got to pay $75 to do that. I talked to somebody yesterday. A board member told me he paid $65 just to park downtown for a couple hours, right? Now they'd be afforded to at least park, right? What we're doing with Downtown Day, really, y'all, is we're showing youth what's possible or what it's like to be downtown with enough money in your pocket to see some fun things. It's a, it's a really different experience. Um, it's a life-changing experience. It's a drastically different experience of being downtown when you're broke, right? And so, I mean, everybody in here could do the numbers. You know, we're taking 1,000 kids downtown and giving them $50 each. That's $50,000 that we're putting up, plus whatever. You know, it's probably going to be like 75000 75000 for that day. So I'm asking everybody in here to donate. And y'all want to check out a book I wrote? I want to ask everybody in here to donate. <laughs> you take a book on the way out, make a donation on our website. But, um... But yeah, man, it's really a risk, right? It may not work, right? But this is not like supporting um, the president's inaugurational ball after the president's elected, right? This is like supporting a, a U.S. senator or the president when he's running for U.S. Senate. You know what I mean? Uh, this ain't like me being a CEO of a publicly traded firm. This is like y'all being angel investors and investing in a startup, right? Um, but just like being the president or just like being a multi-billion dollar business, it starts with hope and vision. I've got a vision for how we can heal Chicago, y'all. And I hope y'all can join me on Downtown Day. Thank you, guys. I was like, where are you going? You don't get to leave just yet. So when you hear um, the inspiration and the excitement in Jamal's voice, that's all very genuine. He means all of that. Um, I remember my first conversation with him, and I was like, wow, you mean to do this, don't you? And I'm still mad that I didn't wear my hoodie today. I should have thought about that. Um, Judy's kids, that's pretty. So these kids all come from Lakeview. They're high school kids. And they came to see you. That's awesome. What's up, y'all? How you doing? So I'm sure Jamal will spend some time talking to you all afterwards. Um, this is pretty cool, this downtown day. Um, if you've not read It's Not Regular, who's I, I've read the book a couple times over, and I think I shared it with some people. It's an awesome uh, portrayal of stuff that's just not regular. You know, there are things that we see to the extent of coming downtown and those kinds of things that you just know. Because I'm not a Chicago, well, I'm a Chicago, and let me be clear, but 33 years ago I wasn't before I moved here. And um, there were people who had never been to the Sears Tower to uh, sightsee. It lived right here in Chicago. So it's very, what he's saying is absolutely very, very true. Um, we have work to do. And, you know, Jamal has great plans. And, you know, he said, what if it doesn't work? Well, my response to that is, what if it does? What if it does, right? I believe it's going to, too. Um, so we have some questions. We have a few. Do we have any that people presented? Okay, I'm just going to start. Um, I want to piggyback off of what the young man said over there. Um, Amelia Garza, who is from the Alzheimer's Association, said, how is my block, my hood, my city engaged with senior citizens? <laughs> yeah. Um, great question. So uh, the mission of our organization is to take care of people no matter what. And, um, you know, so if there's a snowstorm, we shovel snow for seniors. If there's a heat wave, you know, we we um, pass out waters and fans to seniors. 
Um, we have we give out groceries to seniors every week on our website. If any if anybody needs support, just go to formyblog.org and sign up for our senior services. We deliver groceries and goods to seniors every week. Some people need ramps built for their you know um, their school. Some people need ramps built for their porch. We Again, we take care of people no matter what. We're like the Red Cross for the hood. But I got a great team of people at my block. And um, just go to our website, formyblog.org, and let us know if you guys need a, a speed bump on your block, if you need a stop sign, if you don't like the LED lights and you want the fluorescent lights, if you need the alley cleaned up, if you need your, yawn, your, your yard mode, we do all that for our seniors. Thank you. Do y'all remember when Jamal had a group of volunteers and they were hanging lights on um, South Michigan? Do you remember that? And people were like, why are they doing that? Right? Do that that meme where Barack Obama's going, that's kind of how you feel, right? Why wouldn't he be doing it? Um, So thank you for for, um, giving the website so people can know how to volunteer. That's hugely important. Um, There is a Mike Keating. There he is. Um, Vertical Incorporated is the name of his organization. And he says, what are your goals for the organization as a whole, like your long-term goal, your vision, I guess is what we should. Sure. So um, the goal right now is to be around for 100 years, right? So 100 years of my block, my hood, my city. We want to keep our ear to the streets and be reactive to whatever's going on. So, you know, um, it's kind of different than like most nonprofits have a mission statement and they say, hey, you know, we do this. And that's what we do. Not us. Like if a media hits Chicago tomorrow, we'll be out there sweeping up meteor dust. You know, that's kind of what we do. We love the challenge of um, of of community organizing and rapidly responding. And so but over the next years, we're just trying to expand with integrity, like build our infrastructure up as an organization. You know, we started from selling books downtown to having 17 team members right now. And so we want to grow. And we want to serve more than just residents in Chatham and North Lawndale. We want to expand to, you know, there's 77 communities, but there's only one Chicago. So we want to grow this. And, um, and we're also looking to expand to different cities like um, Atlanta, um, you know, Michigan, you know, uh, Detroit, uh, St. Louis. I mean, there's a block in a hood everywhere, so there's a lot of work to do. So that's what we want to do. Jamal has a number of volunteers, but he also has a pretty nice, a pretty um, stealthy staff. Can um, the My Block, My Hood, My City folks stand up so we'll know where you are? Thank you. They do the hard work. Erin Folly is from an organization called Lime. I'm assuming you know. Okay. Um, how can you provi- how can private businesses help support the campaign to provide more resource- resources to youth between the ages of 18 and 24? Um, how do you think the industry will change in short term, long term? And what has changed the most since you've been involved? Yeah, so I'll kind of answer that backwards. Um, you know, after George Floyd um, situation and um, Laquan McDonald, you know, you didn't know if um, companies cared about you know, justice being denied or if their business was just interrupted. And that's why they cared, right? Because they were coming out the woodwork. Hey, we want to support, we want to support the work. So my team and I, you know, we thought long and hard about how we can challenge companies to not only donate once, but donate a few times. And so don't just support our Explorers program for one year, but can you do it for multiple years? So the ways companies can help is they can sponsor a school. Um, to sponsor a school in my block, my hood, my city, again, that's 15 students. We take them educational field trips. We call them explorations. We take them every, every month. 
sometimes twice a month. You can sponsor a school for $25,000. We'd love to bring our students to your organization. So if you know of a business that would like to host 15 students from the neighborhoods we work in, please go to our website, formyblog.org, and put host and expiration. Um, and of course, anybody can just make a general donation on our website. You can buy our hoodies. You know, 100% of the hoodie sales go towards our After School Explorers program. But those are genuine ways you can support, like um, host our students, recommend one of your friends that works at another business to host our students, or sponsor a school, or you can even sponsor a teenager in our program right now. Or a student, right? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good, um, that's a good comment. Nate, um, you want to talk about the youth-led tours, Nate? <laughs> so she, she, <laughs> No, he, um, no, I appreciate that. So Nate, Nate, um, I don't see Lady over there, but Nate and Lady, they are on our youth development team and, um, and CV as well. And so a big part of what they do in the summer is lead tours of North Lawndale. So our youth, they actually lead these tours, three-hour walking tours of, you know, um, of their neighborhood. Hey, this is where Dr. King lived when, when he was in North Lawndale. Hey, here's the only grocery store in my neighborhood. They show you the artful intersections, the hidden gems, the community roots. Here's Sal's. They got the best hoagies in the city, right? And so it's a three-hour walking tour led by youth, and they're the best stakeholders in the city. And, um, you know, um, it's their summer job. So, yeah, definitely encourage all the corporations here to uh, go to our website, formyblog.org, and you can sign up to, um, for one of our youth-led tours. We'd love to host y'all. Thanks, man. So when the young people came to my organization, I missed them. Um, they make me work. I was in a meeting or something. And literally for a week or so afterwards, all I heard was, Jamal and the kids from my block were here. I was like, yeah, I know they were here, and I'm sorry I missed them. But clearly it is amazing how, um, because sometimes it is their first experience at different places, and to come to a large financial institution and to be able to spend, I don't know how long they were there, for a couple of hours, I guess, right? Um, yeah, it was awesome, wasn't it? I, I wasn't there, but I'll take credit for it being awesome. And, um, but the folks talked about it for days. So, um, again, we might be preaching to the choir a little bit with this group in here, but you can certainly share with other people and um, would love to have you, you know, take take part in being a part of giving back to my black behind. I said, did you have another question? Um, thanks, Amanda. Okay, so two things. I'm going to mesh these two questions together. Um, one comes from our favorite, Mother Wade. And um, the other one, I don't know who this comes from because it's um, anonymous. And I'm going to give you a pass, but normally if I get an anonymous question, I don't answer it because I just want to know who you are. Um, so Mother Wade wants to talk about your plans for crime prevention and keeping the loop safe. And I know she's got some great ideas. And the other person whom I don't know who sent the question is saying, um, can you talk about... Um, getting basketball hoops up and going again in the summer in in Chicago. And I probably not I would say not just basketball but sports in general and like you know your running club and all that kind of stuff. For sure. So it's a great question. Um, you know, we've seen what's going on downtown and uh, just even last night, you know, the the looting and people jumping on cars. First of all, with Downtown Day, all the students that are coming are actually part of organizations, and they're going to be with chaperones. We have a plethora of chaperones. Everybody will be wearing My Block, My Hood, My City t-shirts, so you'll be able to identify who they are. 
Uh, we are working with violence prevention programs, not just the police. We're working with youth violence interrupters or that can de-escalate situations quickly. And they don't have to be, you know, the youth aren't going to be bombarded by all these badges coming up to them when they're downtown. Um, we are working with the Chicago Loop Alliance. We're working with the Magnificent Mile Association. We're working with the First District. We were just there yesterday, and they want to. Um, they want it to be a peaceful event. Again, it's a beta event. It's the first time it's happening, but it's important that youth get to come downtown so we can expand their worldview. And everybody's excited, and we're grateful to be partnering with those organizations. Um, as far as the, the Save Streetball Initiative, I mean, summertime is upon us, and um, you know. All over, we're seeing uh, basketball rims being taken down or steering wheel locks being put on rims so kids can't shoot. Um, you know, that's not fair. Parks belong to everybody. And, you know, how are you going to find the next Derrick Rose or the next Isaiah Thomas if people can't, you know, even shoot on the rims? Um, so my great team and I, you know, we've gone to, I mean, there's 772 rims in Chicago at about 200 parks. Uh, my team's gone to probably half of those. And we've identified over 60 hoops that need to be replaced and hundreds of nets that need to be replaced. So you know, we're doing the title of this book is what's something simple you can do to have a positive impact in your block. Um, you know, you have to have a law degree to put up a twelve dollar net. You know what I mean? So anybody can do that in the neighborhood, but it changes the whole feel. But um, but yeah, we are working with the Bulls, the Sky, um, the you know, we're working with the Chicago Park District, uh, we're working with the Chicago you know Crime Lab, at University of Chicago. We're working with a lot of different you know, a lot of Connor Sports, Under Armour, you name it. We're working with a lot of people to. Put these courts, um, get these courts back in um, in great condition. So we're trying to save street ball in Chicago because, again, 50 to 60 kids per day can play at those hoops if those hoops are up. And I think that's violence prevention. So that's, those are two initiatives right now. So. If Dan were here, he would say, and there's more to come. I, I know Jamal well enough to know that he is literally one of the most optimistic people in the city. And he is crazy enough to believe that he can get all this done. And I am one there, there 100% for you. Um, I know that they're going to want to be. Do you have another question? Oh, last, one. last question. Okay. We've got time, so I can do one more. So, Fred Evans, where are you? Oh, there's Fred. Oh, Fred's the one who wants you to do something for the seniors. Okay. <laughs> Keep Each Citizen Safe is the name of your organization. Is that correct? Black Club Association. Black Club Association. Um, oh, he says, I got it. He says, if you need an Uber, I'm available. We are community partners. See, that's what it's about, right? That's awesome. That's what it's about. And um, thank you, Fred. That I thought you said last question. Oh, Oh, so now you guys got warmed up. I see. So thank you, Fred. I'm assuming that you have Fred's information because he's with your people. Okay. Um, you guys are coming at me hot and heavy here. Okay. I don't know who this is from, and it says, how can we implement conscious capitalism in Chicago? I, I'm going to let you handle that one. I, there you, that's why he ran for Congress. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I don't know. Be honest with you, I don't, I don't even know what that means. But I think that, I, um, what does it mean, I guess? So if you, if you, whoever asked the question, what does that mean? I'll, I'll probably be able to answer it better. How's it going? What's going on? Oh, Shy Love, that's the name of it. Okay. So currently, I am taking work on my master's degree at Grand University, where they are and basically, you know how they say the separation between love and homeless? It's like you're so close to each 
everyone becomes so cold-hearted and we forget about the importance of the people. Mm-hmm. The point of the business is for the people. You know what I'm saying? So here in Chicago, we have always been able to get the money. But here in Shy Love, I'm about character and about leading with love even when you're doing business. So, yeah, that was just a little... No, uh, thank you. Thank you, Shyla. Yeah, I think that, um, well, we're like-minded then. I mean, we're like-minded. So we have a small business relief program, you know, at my block, my hood, my city, where the last two years we've given out over a million dollars to different small businesses that um, that needed support. And so, we, you know, when we open up the applications, they go to our website and they apply for up to 25000 And, you know, we work with the Chamber of Commerce to vet all the applications. And we literally over the last couple of years have given out a million dollars per year. And when we raise money like that, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's pretty big, man. It's pretty awesome. It's definitely a, you know, I can't tell you how many people I've, I see in the streets say, man, thank you. You know, we, we lost all of our employees because of COVID or we needed help with graffiti removal or glass repair or just staying afloat. And so I'm just really proud of my team for, you know, just being the hustlers that we are. And, um, and the, we raise our money from small donations. It'd be like 40,000 people making small donations when we raise like a million dollars. So that's just a testament to the brand we have. But, um, but yeah, um, I appreciate you asking that question about conscious capitalism. Well, I can't even say it, but I appreciate you asking that question. So. <laughs> so, okay, now we are getting close to time. So, oh, well, look at this. This is a rarity. All right, got to heat it up. Okay, um, well... All right, so I'm going to, okay, so Betty Lou Saltzman, another one of our Chicago historian, historic women, says, um, okay, Betty Lou, I'm stuck, and it's because I'm sure that it's my reading ability. Something about Mount Sinai and the CEO would be interested. The hospital. The hospital. Yeah, I, I, in when you're in North Lawndale, mm-hmm. you would love to. Um, we work with a, at least 60 youth in North Lawndale, and we'd love to come to the come to the hospital and um, at Mount Sinai. So I will get your information before we leave so we can set that up. But a lot of students we work with, you know, they um, don't have primary healthcare physicians. They just go to the hospital for, you know, the emergency room, you know, that's when they go to the hospital when they're sick. And so just learning about what primary care can be, you know, it would be awesome, but also just, um, but that place means a lot to the North Lawndale community. Really. Before you came in, I talked about Betty Lou and Hetty Ratner and Mother Wade being some of the strongest women in the city. So when they ask a question, you stop everything that you're doing. So, um, oh, Pat, I didn't see you. Where are you? From Bank of America. Oh, I spoke to you earlier and didn't you? Hi. Hey, girl, hey. Um, that's cultural. Some of you will have to figure that out later. Um, that asks, asks, I mean, we actually know each other, really. Um, so she asks a really good question. She says, how can you stop the takeovers from downtown? What needs to happen? And I guess to tail on that, I would say, um, yesterday, 
the young people that decided that, yeah, mm -hmm. they decided that they weren't going to be violent in their mind. One of the interview, I don't, I don't know if anybody saw the interview. She said, well, we weren't, we didn't have guns or anything. We were just having a good time. But ma'am, you were jumping on top of cars and you were, what were you doing? So I think that's probably, you know, partly where you're going because that doesn't help. And I don't know, maybe the young people here have some answers or something. I don't know, but I think that that's the question that Pat's asking because I, that's still, in my mind, I think that's still violence, but I'll let you, you're yeah. the master at this. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the, that, um, I don't like, you know, I think the youth are becoming scapegoats to um, people not investing in communities. Like these communities haven't been invested in in a long time and kids don't have nothing to do. And I will say that whoever planned that takeover, that could be an event planner. Like you, you, you plan to get hundreds of kids downtown. So, you know, when I see kids are always telling me they're breaking into cars, I ask them, how are you doing it? And they say, oh, well, you know, I take the ignition cap off. I see a red wire and blue wire. I twist them together and it starts. I say, what? You sound like a Microsoft engineer right now. And they say, what? I was like, man, yeah, if you have the wherewithal to do something like that, you could be a Microsoft administrator. So I think it starts with uh, um, meeting kids where they're at and, um, and, um, and then and also holding them accountable. But it takes a lot of investments. You got to invest with these nonprofits that are working with youth. And then with the nonprofits, it's like we can't serve, you know, more than we can. We can't. We, we have to be honest with ourselves and say, are we really making an impact? Or are we just trying to get to numbers, right? And so I think just educating nonprofit leaders about, you know, how, how best to work with youth. And then hopefully we can have some partners in, um, in city government, state government, and, you know, federal government that can support nonprofit organizations. But it just starts with investment. That's where I would start. Okay, for real, this is the, the last one. Um, June from Trash Talking, Talking, Talking Trash. Where are you, June? I like the... I, I like that. That table's kind of hot over there. Um, from Grand Crossing, um, she. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say this, and then I'm gonna ask the actual question. She says, "With your ear to the ground, what are the children telling you about their future? What do they see? What's their hope?" So hold on to that. Um, but then this other person says, "What are some of the things that you plan to do? You've already talked about that for Downtown Day, but." Are there cultural institutions that you can partner with? And if you haven't, um, gosh, probably should have been here a couple days ago when this is the beauty of City Club, that you get to have these conversations. Um, there are so many not-for-profits that, you know, could and would help. Um, even in the midst of, you know, financial struggles and things, um, are they working with you on reduced fees to do some of the things, some things with the young people and on Downtown Day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Downtown Day wouldn't even happen if it wasn't for, you know, the partnerships we have with the Loop Alliance and the Magnificent Mile Association, um, the Shedd Aquarium, Field Museum, Cranes Communication Building. Uh, we have a team member, um, her name is Lady Sanders, and she's been, you know, scowling the whole city to make partnerships for us right now for Downtown Day. So, yes, we have discounts. Yes, the youth will have plenty of things to do. They'll have an interactive map showing them all all the places downtown that they can go to, and it's going to be safe and it's going to be fun. Um to your question about what are youth saying that they want to do in, in the world, um, they, are my ideas good enough? You know, um, hey man, I want to, I want to, I want to be an alderman. I want to be a senator. I want to run my own business. Are my ideas good enough? Um, they also ask me questions like, how do I stay safe? You know, I've lost so many people to violence. So how do I stay safe in Chicago? Um, and so, um, I always tell kids the first question of like, you know, are my ideas good enough? You know, I always tell kids, you know, you can um, save five years by reading a book. You know, I mean, if you want to run a business, if you want to be a therapist, there's somebody that wrote a book about how they did it. And you can save five years of time by just doing it. 
Um, so I'm always getting kids books to read, especially motivational books. And as far as how to stay safe, I believe to stay safe in Chicago, you need to set goals, like big goals. I think, um, the goals that'll wake you up at five in the morning, like if they're that big, they'll create a force field around you. I'm not getting in the car with you. If I got big goals, I know where I'm going. Right. And so I always tell a lot of people don't know how to set goals, personal goals, business goals, family goals. So we're all about goal setting to um, create a force field around you in Chicago. So thank you guys. So Jamal is Chicago's hidden gem right in public, but he is. Um, Yeah. You guys can apply for that. He really is. When I tell you that he's just getting started, literally, he's just getting started. Um, who knows? We could be a few years from now. Um, I, I was not able to make it to um, the old post office to see President Biden today. But if in a few years or so, President Cole is there, I'm going to drop everything. Um, yeah, I really was not able to be there. But um and I'm sorry that I couldn't be there. We have a lot of things going on in the city. We got a little adult Hot Wheels race going to happen in a couple of days. And, you know, we got some, we got all kind of stuff going on. We are the city that happens. So, so Jamal is literally just getting started. Were I you, I would keep an eye out because you can say I knew him when. Or um, when did Barack Obama speak here, Amanda? 2004. Okay. So do you t- do you math? I don't know, but when he comes again, and you, and and mother, if you call and ask for a seat at the, you know, I, I'll do my very best. But you know, we try to make sure that we get everybody in. So when you can't get a seat because he's coming to speak, I don't know. Too bad. Um, so we give out a gift cert- uh year's membership for people who come to speak. Um, and it is obviously to incent him to come back. Uh, he just said something about, is my idea good enough? That sounds like your next book to me. I don't know. But um, we are going to present Jamal with his year certificate for speaking today. I have a feeling there are a lot of people who want to um, talk with him. We're going to do a quick picture. And then I'm going to move out of the way so that you all can um, step down here and talk to him. Okay? So here you go, Jamal. And... It is hot up here, isn't it? These lights are baking us today. We are adjourned. We're going to do a quick picture, and then you guys can all um, speak with him. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you.